0: Hello, and welcome back to the Snub Club, the podcast where we talk about the movie that got the most Oscar noms with absolutely no wins. I'm your host, Danny Vincent, and I have two other hosts with me. I don't know their names. Maybe they'll tell us.
1: Oh, well, I'm Sarah (laughs) (laughs) Kanoff,
0: And I'm Caleb Bunn.
1: Still have not figured out exactly the order there, but that's okay.
0: It doesn't matter as long as I'm first. (laughs) Because <laughs> uh, I'm always last in these recording sessions anyway. So this week we're at the ninth Academy Awards, and well, I'll, well, first I'm gonna tell you what movie we're covering now. I'll do my little countdown. There were seven. There were three films nominated for seven Oscars. These are Anthony Adverse, which won four Oscars and won Supporting Actress, Score, Cinematography, and Editing. It was The Great Zeigfeld which won Picture, Actress, and our favorite, Dance Direction. And Dodsworth was nominated for seven, and it won Art Direction. And there were two films nominated for six Oscars. One of them was called San Francisco, which won Best Sound Recording, but the other is My Man Godfrey, which won absolutely nothing. So that will be what we're talking about today is My Man Godfrey. But What was My Man Godfrey nom- Oh, sorry. I
2: think I'm pronouncing this, um, and just so- we're all in the same it's page. It should be pronounced My Man, Godfrey.
0: <laughs> my Man. <laughs> my Man. That's my man, Godfrey. Anyway. Can you imagine
1: if we were like a special guest? Jason Momoa.
0: <laughs> He's like, My Man. My Man, Godfrey.
1: <laughs> but, anyways, yeah, so six Academy Awards um, nominations. So. Or yes, award nominations. Um, so best director for Gregory LaCava, uh, who we've already seen uh, with the hit film Affairs of Cellini, um, but he lost to Frank Capra for Mr. Deeds Goes to Town, uh, best actor for William Powell, who also starred in The Great Music Field, um, but he lost to Paul Muni uh for the story of Louis Pasteur, which just sounds like a fascinating movie. And of course, we know William Powell from The Thin Man. Um, best Actress, Carol Lombard, who lost to Louise Rainer for The Great Ziegfeld. Uh, best Supporting Actor, Misha Auer, who lost to Walter Brennan in Come and Get It. Uh, best Supporting Actress, Alice Brady, who lost to Gail Sondergaard and Anthony Adverse. And Best Adaptation, for Eric Hatch and Morris uh, Riskin, who lost to Pierre Collins and Sheridan Gibney for the story of Louis Pasteur.
0: Uh, you really threw me for a second because I have it open, too. And I looked above it and I just saw Mr. Deeds and it said, you know, our, our Bud Riskin. Nice. Yes. <laughs> so, like, these guys have didn't, win, didn't win
1: this year, but Frank Capra did, so. Uh,
0: all right. So that's that's our man, Godfrey. Now, do we have any historical context for Godfrey,
2: No, the the only thing, (laughs) you know, our good old friend, the Great Depression makes its return yet again. Um, And we got a little bit of acknowledgement of it in um, Lady for a Day, but this is probably the first one that kind of is overt about acknowledging it. Um, We can talk about how successful it is at that as we start to dive into the synopsis. But I think that's really the only bit of historical synopsis context i have
0: i literally just looked up some historical context did you like it
2: yes it is because i
0: googled the term forgotten man which is repeated multiple times in this movie and i was always like why don't they just call him something else and this is a phrase that was used by theodore roosevelt in 1932 in a radio address to describe i'm directly quoting Wikipedia here to describe the poor men who needed money and were not getting it and this was to promote his new deal uh And this term quickly appeared in pop culture Uh, in the film. There's another film called, I am a fugitive from a chain gang, which might I tell you, that is a great title for a film. It's in 1932, Um, where someone, where an editor on the plight of the unjustly treated prison escapee says, what has become of James Allen? Is he too a never forgotten man? And in your favorite movie, The Gold Diggers, and that's a Caleb, The Gold Diggers of 1933, they have a song called Remember My Forgotten Man.
2: Sadly, I did not remember that song. Much like I don't remember
0: any of the songs from that movie. Well, the main thing this is mentioned in is My Man Godfrey. Now, there's also former ideas of, it's a plural concept that actually been around since the 1800s, but Franklin Roosevelt popularized it and kind of changed it a bit you know because that's what politicians do they take old things and recreate them and rebrand them but yeah so anyway i think that because we'll, we'll talk about this 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 context doesn't make much sense because we haven't started describing the movie yet good historical context a plus job thanks thanks uh before we get into the movie do we want to talk about the oscars this year because there is a kind of a big deal with this oscars and you might have already figured it out I think
1: I know what you're talking about. Are we looking at the introduction of new categories this year? Yes. Yes. Yes, this was the first year that had the supporting actor and actress categories. Um, And this was also, uh, I mean, this being the first year, this was the first film that was nominated for all four acting categories, as well as writing and directing, which it was not seen again until American Hustle. In 2013, something
0: like that? And this film, more interestingly, was not nominated for Best Picture, which I think would make it a unique one among that. Um, Mm -hmm. I would also say what's interesting here is that this is the first year that directing and acting are five nominations each. In the past, I don't know if you've noticed, we've only really done first. Uh, What do you call it? Uh, You know what I mean? We've only done... uh, There's been three in a category, usually. Um... But I also would say to point out this, just to jump back to what Sarah just said, is Sarah way to spoil a movie we're going to cover in four years, *American Hustle*? Oh wait, I have to rewatch *American Hustle*. I thought it would have, I thought it would
1: have won like four years, like costume design or something.
0: Okay, well. Uh, well, yeah, because it's the only ever movie to be nominated in these six categories and not win any award at the Oscars.
2: I'm just letting y'all know uh, ahead of time because I want to be courteous. I will be sick that day. Um, so you're have
1: Yeah, to find we
0: need to have else. like one one veto. Well, well, the thing. Well, <laughs> if you want to veto David or Russell or Woody Allen? Come on,
1: exactly. <laughs> like it's <laughs> you know.
0: Uh, I'm just they're both not that great. Um, but yeah, I do think it's interesting that this is the only film to get all nomination in every acting category and not be nominated for picture. Um, especially because this really feels like a lot of the ever picture noms we've seen to me at least. Uh, Perhaps. And I'm, not, I'm not saying what I thought of it. <laughs> Shall we begin to quote the upcoming film, Honette? So, my man, Godfrey. Yes. And we want to give our... Oh, and this was also remade eventually, by the way.
2: In the 50s, right? Yeah.
1: I have a hot take that this movie reminds me of a recent film. And you might be able to guess which
0: ooh, one. oh! can we do a game again? I mean... Well, I noticed Maybe. last week Jeff put <laughs> doing cool sound effects, so I want to have that sound effect go. Okay,
1: <laughs> then we will. We'll say okay. which this movie reminds me of an Academy Award winner from this past year, 2020, and it's up to you guys to guess what it reminds me of.
0: Can I open up the Oscars page?
2: I've uh, already, is that allowed? I've already forgotten everything you... except for *Trial of the Chicago <laughs> 7.
0: That was not. Oh no. Uh, it was a open... winner.
2: Yes, Was can, it Nomadland?
0: Can, uh, it does not remind me of Nomadland. If that, if that can be your guess. That's a good uh,
1: guess. That's a good guess.
0: I'm going to go with Another Round. That's okay,
1: I haven't seen Another Round, but okay. I, oh,
0: well, I don't know which of these. You, have you seen Sound of Metal? I think that's the only one you saw, right? It's, I I've no seen one, a, you hated. It's a few of them.
1: Do I say the answer now or do I say it later? No, I say, say it now. We, yeah, we, say
2: it now. We because I
1: think that it, this is a good lead in to the plot then. Um so it reminded me of Nomadland because, so, oh, okay. because boom because the main I'm character a loser. he so he's a forgotten man etc etc. But we find out partway through the movie that he is a forgotten man by choice. And I think that's a very important distinction. And I think that that's probably the thing that I hated the most about this movie spoiler alert i hated it um, you were gonna find out soon enough i well okay. yeah
0: cool well i like being open when we do that uh my opinion on this when i saw this is a film i've seen before and i don't know if you remember last episode i said um i'm gonna try to give it a better frame of mind of watching than 11 p.m at night uh, in my dorm room, and I will tell you, I watched it at 10 p.m. at night on my couch. So, <laughs> and I still had the same opinion of it, which is that I think there's a lot of elements of it that work at certain points, but ultimately, I just find it a little, little dull. I find one character not likable. Thankfully, it's the main character, uh, which makes it a bit more tolerable. But other than that, I kind of hate it. <laughs> yes. yes, but I. I, I it's a movie that i hate but appreciate i appreciate william powell enough that i can't outright be like this is a bad movie you know what i mean i enjoy his performance on such a level that it makes up for a lot of the failings and i think his character is written well yeah uh it's everything else that bothered me club where where do you fall
2: yeah, so I was pretty neutral on this movie. Like you, I have sympathy for none of the characters except for Godfrey. The problem is, is that Godfrey honestly doesn't do that much in this movie. Um, however, he is written well, he is very clever, and I feel like most of the comedy comes from his intelligence and not like him being debased by his station. I also am not crazy about the fact that he comes from money, but we'll, we'll get into that.
0: Honestly, yeah, now you See, here's the thing is like, I watched this again two years ago. I'm pretty sure if I watched it now, I would relate it back to um, what was the movie? We saw another movie where there was like a twist where it was like they were actually rich the whole time or something. I'm Lady to for
2: a Day, she comes from wealth, but she has
0: lost it. Yeah, but that's, yeah, yeah. And also, the thing here is that it's like a lover scorn thing, which is kind of like, are you kidding me type of thing, you know? That's the reason. Yeah. But we're jumping ahead a bit. We'll, we'll, we can get into yeah. that when we get to it.
1: Let's start at the beginning here.
2: It's a very Let's good place to start. Let's start at the very beginning, because this has some great it's opening It's a very credits. good place to
0: start.
1: Yes! The credits <laughs> were so good! Yeah,
0: I was like, oh yeah, it's this movie. This movie with the really dope credits from the 30s. Although, I will be honest, I read ahead a lot in it. I'm like, the lights aren't on yet, but I want to read it, you know? But anyway. yeah. Okay. It's like panning across this
2: skyline, and all the credits are in lights. Um, so it's really creative, and then it transitions straight from that into introducing Godfrey, my man.
1: And I think it's a it's a cool detail that's like the only. I mean, I think the movie just completely lacks self awareness, which I will end up talking about. But I think it's a cool detail that it starts in like the cityscape and it like gradually moves to the dump. So it shows like that you know squalor and stuff where we find our main character. Godfrey.
0: So Godfrey lives at the dump, which doesn't he like always refer to it as like my mutual my, my residence at the dump. I'm going back to the dump yeah. or something like that. It's just you the dump. Yeah, it's just the dump. At all New York City. Oh yeah, I live at the dump. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, he. Uh, so it begins with our girls, as I say. Uh, actually, wait, I want to look up one thing really quick. I have the on the cast list. Is like you know this got nominated for. For Oscars, um, now obviously Godfried and Irene are the leads. I want to know who I knew Carlo. We can joke, get into that joke. That's, nom. that's a weird nomination. It's <laughs> um, uh, the but, uh,
1: the mom. Is the oh,
0: other one. really? It's the mom, yeah. <laughs> not the sister. Yes. What? <laughs> what? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have the same reaction when you looked at it too? That's I was the like, um, the okay. <laughs> Not that either of them are particularly great, but the sister would make more sense to me. <laughs>
1: That's, That's kind of a. I mean, that like the sister role. Okay, so we're, we're introduced so to much. we're introduced to two sisters who are rich. Um, rich. There's Cornelia, who is she offers Godfrey five dollars,
2: which is the equivalent of like $90, 95 dollars in twenty 2020
0: twenty money, twenty
1: twenty one money. I mean, it's alright. And it's kind of a... I call it like a dinner for, sch-
0: for schmucks <laughs> Exactly. No, I was thinking that too. I rem- I, thought, I thought that when I first saw this movie a couple years ago. I was like, yeah. dinner for schmucks?
1: What? Um, which is a remake of a French movie called La Dîner de Col But uh, I digress. Um, yeah, so she offers him $5 to basically humiliate himself. Um, so she can get a prize for a rich person scavenger hunt. And he... Um, physically intimidates her and pushes her into an ash pile or as your sister like it, we like
0: it because we like it because it's one powell and also because this person is really awful yeah as We're her like, sister like, Okay, I mean, she so does come into this guy's place and is like hey come i have i'm rich five dollars is nothing to me so just come with me so we can all point and laugh at you and he <laughs> like sorry, yeah. <laughs> physically <laughs> intimidating what her is just
2: walking <laughs> towards her Like, it's not, it's not like, uh, the thin man where he socks, he socks his wife on the jaw.
1: Which, speaking of wives, speaking of wives, we have to mention, so Irene, who, uh, is the younger sister, who's kind of a, she's a brat. I mean, she's a terrible character. Um, she, (laughs) she and William Powell, uh, so she, she's played by Carol Lombard. Um, they were married previously and they they had been divorced for three years and there was this big thing about how the universal wanted to make this movie but they needed to get william powell even though he was under contract with somebody else so they finally got him and then he said that he would not make the movie unless carol lombard was cast in it which i thought was kind of cool he seems like a cool dude who wanted to give his ex a, a role in his movie
0: oh okay i thought there was more of that i thought you, I thought you were like but he was actually terrible to her <laughs>
1: He said like he want no no no. He said like his reasoning was that they had they already had chemistry, basically, and also their circumstances are you know were similar. Obviously he's older than her and that was similar to their, their real life marriage.
0: Can we can we just jump can we jump around a bit on this one? Yeah, there's sure. a lot I want to say about her character. Is like
1: well, Yeah. Well, so, <laughs> okay.
0: Just just for the
2: just for the listeners' benefit, um scares off the older bratty sister, and then kind of teams up with the younger bratty sister to make her win the competition to humiliate the older sister, which leads to um, him becoming the butler at the. Which is the uh, basic premise of the film. Yes. Yeah. And nothing important happens until the third.
0: Now, act. let me. No, 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 no. There is a big change, in my opinion, is that I actually legit. The parts I like of this movie are basically the fifteen minutes. First 15 minutes of this, before he gets his job as a butler, and then whenever he is talking to either Tommy Gray or somebody who is not in that family of terrible people, (laughs) um, I don't mind him talking to Tommy Gray even though it has that weird exposition later, but we'll get to Tommy in a bit. But I want to say, in these first 15 minutes, I don't think there's anything hinted that this girl is going to be head over heels like, you must marry me, Godfrey. Because that is literally what she jumps to immediately once he's hired as butler, is, oh, Godfrey, I love you so much. And I was like, oh my, and he's like, Obviously, he's like, you're going to make me lose my job, right? If you do this, like, no, stop. And she's just like, oh, but I love... And it's, like, so terribly written. And that's where I'm yeah. like, what? 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 Like, this is where I go back to, like, you're really going to nominate Irene and not Cornelia? <laughs> like, Cornelia is probably the one person in this family that has somewhat of an arc. Somewhat.
2: It's very sudden, but yeah. Because because her outlook is that she is not happy that Godfrey's there. And so she is going to do everything she can to fire him until she decides that she likes him.
0: She at least See, still has okay. that scene where, like, they insult she he insults her to his face. You know what I mean? Pronouns are getting very confusing there, but you know what I mean, right? She later on on Godfrey's day off, Cornelia runs into her. We should just go in order. I'm, I'm jumping all over the place. Well,
1: can I just say one thing, please? Please, yeah, sorry. Um, I I don't know. Like, I knew obviously that like Carol Lombard would be the love interest. But, like, they set up this, like, sisterly, like, rivalry. And there are moments when, like, and it's only to assert dominance. Like, it's not meant to be, like, a romantic thing where Cornelia does try to seduce Godfrey. And I kind of wish that it became more of, like, a love triangle situation just because I feel like that dynamic would be so much more interesting to watch than just this little brat who is, like, who has, like, a poor person fetish. Like, it just feels, like... I mean, that's that's literally what it is, though. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think the, uh... I guess I get where you're coming from, but to me, it's, like, I think the romance is the least interesting part here. So I'd rather yeah. we just cut the romance entirely. Because makes, it just makes her so annoying. And then, like, jumping to the very end, she, like, basically says... She basically makes him marry her, and that's the ending. It's supposed to be like, "Aha, that's so nice." And it's like, "What? No, Godfrey deserves way better than this woman."
2: The problem, (laughs) the problem with Irene is the movie. It never explores like her attraction to Godfrey. We don't exactly know why, Um, but also like her intelligence is very confusing because this whole family is presented to be a bunch of very rich idiots. But then she also like manipulates her family fairly well and it's clear that this family is good at getting what they want so i'm always confused as like how much of this is her just being kind of a naive young spoiled girl and how much of it is she knows what she wants and she is going to play up that role
1: well i think a big issue too is like she okay yeah like they don't really talk about why she's attracted to Godfrey. Like, the word that she uses consistently is cute. She calls him cute. And to me, that's, like, such a, like, childish word. It just, she's like a little girl. Like, she's like, oh, I collected this stray, and, you know, he's so cute. And it's like, I don't know. For me, it's like, how is she any different from her sister besides he thinks that she's, you know, naive? She's, like, like just as bad.
0: Cornelia is, uh, I don't know. She's better. She's a better character because yeah.
2: she actually has a character. I also just think that Gail Patrick is better. Like, I feel like I've never seen uh Carol Lambert or Lombard and anything else. So I'm not sure if she, you know, if she's gener- generally considered good or not, but I was not impressed with her here. Um, and every time she had to go head to head with Gail Patrick, I
0: was it, Patrick blew her out of the water. I want to jump back a bit. And when he, he is brought to the party as a forgotten man. He goes up there and goes like, "You're all a bunch of sniveling idiots," or something like that. Nitwits. And nitwits. That's what it's. Nitwits. And they walk on. They're like, "Nitwits. What does that word mean?" But then you hear one guy in the sound mix like, "I like that guy. He's someone I want to stay all night." Oh my <laughs> it's gosh. The, best. the <laughs> <actually> sound
1: was... <laughs> mixing in that scene. Oh <laughs> that, my I like that. God. I like that. That is
0: so prevalent in the soundtrack. This extra (laughs) who is never seen again. You just hear him go, that guy said what I wanted to say all night.
2: I Uh, want the movie about that guy. Can we also talk about how bad the music is and how confusing it is? Because early on when Godfrey gets hired, he has a scene with Cornelia where she is like threatening him. And trying to scare him off. But it's there's this mildly romantic music playing in the background. And then the entire uh song that's playing when he is tending to the mother's hangover is the most irritating piece of music I think I've heard in a long time. I mean, I think
1: that was the point. Like that was the point is that it was supposed to be irritating. It crossed a line. I mean the whole movie was irritating. Let me be real. That whole character Oh my god, that character. Okay, we need to talk about the mom.
0: Okay. The mom who's Academy Award nominated role.
1: I think she's won. She she ended up winning eventually. Oh, well, um, I
0: hope whatever she won for was a better film. I'm sure it was. I'm sure, or I'm sure the performance was better.
1: Oh, she was meant to be like this like drunkard like drunkard like kooky um, I don't know, just you know, a mom character. Yeah, she has a little pet, a little man pet named Carlo. <laughs>
0: Who got Oscar nominated as well. Who was also
1: nominated for... Okay, this... Okay, I know that I'm jumping around, but there was one scene in the middle of it which was probably what got him his Oscar nomination, and that for me was like... I feel like it broke my spirit. Like, I was like, this could be... Yes. Was I was like, this could be one of the worst things I've ever seen. Like, I'm so... It just broke my spirit. And Carol Lombard is, like, Ugh. whining and screaming in the background the entire time. And, and he's acting like a monkey. stands
0: there. Like, yes! <laughs> he just stands there while this mess is going... And that I think it doesn't even, like, become a monkey, like... Four or five minutes into that sequence, it's a long long time
1: and she's crying the whole time. And there's like a little dog. And, you know, I feel about dogs, but I was like, this dog needs to go. This is just not working
2: for me. (laughs) (laughs) I just
1: I just felt like drained. I was like, this cannot like I can't be watching this right
2: now. (laughs) Uh, You're not wrong. It's it's it's. (laughs) Carlo's whole character is very confusing. He's... Uh, I don't even want to talk about him. I don't want to dignify him by <laughs> trying to explain why, why he would be in this
0: yeah, movie. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: it's like the implication is that he's a fake. Like, he's not really, like, Italian or he's not really, you know... And, like, cool, that's fine, whatever, but, like, I don't care. I don't care <laughs> about this mom. I don't care about this... Ra- like, no, I don't care. <laughs>
2: It's, it's so, like, this this family is supposed to be out of control, but they don't do out-of-control things. They just do random things. Like, yes. hang out with a guy who acts like a gorilla for no reason. And they go, my oh,
1: favorite, that's
0: so funny. You do the monkey thing.
1: My favorite part, and I know that, like, I mean, we could agree, like, Paul is a very charismatic actor, but, like, there's a part towards the end of the movie where he says in, like, the most deadpan, like, worst delivery, he's like, this family is so strange, or something like that. <laughs> well, and I was like, yeah.
2: <laughs> since we're on Carlo, since we're on Carlo, can we talk about his exit from the movie? He, so, the father of the family, who I, I related to a lot because he was having none of this nonsense. He's he like the, takes, yeah. He's like the dad in Hereditary.
0: Yeah. Hereditary is just like, everyone in this movie is crazy. <laughs>
2: He takes he takes um, Carlo like by the shoulder, leads him out. Then you hear this big crash, and he walks back in. And the wife's like, "Where's Carlo?" He's like, "I threw him out a window." <laughs> it's just so bizarre. Wait, like it's not even father, like
1: funny.
0: The father just murdered a man. <laughs> I just took it as like he pushed him out the door. <laughs> but, uh, he but said window, weird, died. Thing. It's just like, died.
1: well it's such a weird scene because he's like carlo do you mind if we talk for a bit and then it's like he starts to talk and then he like gets cut off but there's like a small pause before the actual crash so it's like what is going on
0: <laughs> he just stabs him <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait i do want to talk about someone else
1: yes I don't think we I don't think we finished on the mom, by the way, because there is one very important thing <laughs> okay. that we have not discussed about the mom. But well, go ahead, go
0: ahead. Well, all I want to say is is that, you know, I feel like Cornelia should have been nominated over the mom. And I feel like there is a I wouldn't nominate him necessarily, but if I had to choose a supporting actor in the Sonama, I think Tommy Gray is the obvious pick compared to Carlo. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> He's, he's more fun. He's funny. He's only in a couple of scenes, but I remember his character.
1: Well, I remember he sounds exactly like Cary Grant. That was the thing that really stu- like, st- stood out to me.
0: I like the part where he goes like, oh, I remember your wife and your five children. Yes. <laughs> and Godfrey's like, oh, yeah, those people.
1: <laughs> so we should explain who Tommy Gray is. Okay, so Tommy Gray is, he's, he was Godfrey's... Um, Harvard classmate and this is when we learn this is like the moment when we learn that Godfrey um comes from money and he isn't just you know some random hobo is hobo like
0: is is hobo not he's a forgotten man man.
1: like I'm not allowed to say hobo anymore
2: (laughs) just call him a forgotten man I think you can get away with it in terms of a you know a depression movie just don't go up to like an actual unhoused person and call them a hobo
1: I don't want to get canceled. For Just September. call him a forgotten um, man. They
0: say it 600 okay, times in this movie. He's the a smoking. forgotten
1: man. Um, but yeah, Tommy is his like friend from college. Um, and they have a little like rapport throughout the movie. They become business partners at the end. And yeah, like Tommy has to like cover for him, even though like the conflict of him being from money isn't really that big a deal. Like Cornelia at one point, like mentions oh, wouldn't it be bad for your family if they found out that you're a forgotten man? But it's like, he kind of did it to himself, so would it be bad?
2: Who knows? Do we want to save him being from money till the end of the movie when we talk about what he does with his wealth? save it. Okay. I I feel
1: like, yeah, we should save that for the end because I I I have opinions on that too.
0: I want to talk about Irene's response discovering that Godfrey has five children. Which is to immediately grab this random guy at the party. and goes, we're engaged. And he goes, and the guy's like, oh, I'd forgotten we got engaged. Ah, I don't even remember this happening. Everyone's like, you must have been so happy. And he's like, oh, okay. And everyone's just, he's just like, yeah, all right, I'll marry you, sure. It's just yeah. like.
2: You know what this whole thing reminded me of? Have either of you read The Beautiful and the Damned by Fitzgerald? No. No. I've read- so have you. This play,
0: books,
2: book called The Great Gatsby. Great Gatsby also kind of does this. Um, A big part of The Beautiful and the Damned is just making fun of how dumb rich people are and how, like, they make decisions on a dime. That's what this movie is trying to do, but it's not self-aware enough to, like, really lean into the absurdism. And I feel like that engagement, like... Is the prime example of that because it's something that's forgotten within yeah. the scene,
1: it's yeah. A, it's
2: a stupid movie.
1: <laughs> well, I just like, I don't know what makes Godfrey like, you know, at the beginning when he calls them nitwits or whatever, like, you know, we can be like, yeah, yeah, for sure, because we just think of no him as this forgotten man, but like, when we find out that he's rich, it's just kind of like, what makes him any different, you know, like, what
2: he had okay, his heart he's rich broken. too. broken. That's what made okay, him sure. with,
0: by a girl, and that's okay because he's gonna get over it by marrying this woman who is in what you know what I mean. Like I don't call her insane because I feel like I
1: mean it's... like that ending though is a very classic old movie ending. Like it's You're like it's a screwball like it. comedy ending. It's you know it's like it just made me feel bad me bad
0: for Gottfried. He'd finally been free know. of these people, and now he's related to them.
1: <laughs> he was so it gives good. me very, like, Cary Grant romantic comedy, you know, screwball comedy vibes.
0: Yeah. So, Godfrey meets with Tommy and gives him all that exposition about his life. And when he's there, uh, Cornelia sees him. And Cornelia's like, tell me what you really think about me, Godfrey, on your day off. And Godfrey's like, you are one of the worst people to ever exist, and I never liked you at all. And you will never be mature. And you're too rich to see past your nose or something like that. You know, it's it's very long winded. Better written than what I just said, I'll admit that. And um, Cornelia is just like, mm. so what she does is she takes her pearls and plants them under the Godfrey's mattress, and then calls the cops. Uh. And the cops search the butler's room. In case you can't tell by me referring to the butler's room, I am reading the Wikipedia Godfrey. page. <laughs> 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 that, that is my that is my cue that I'm following along the Wikipedia page to find things to talk about. Is it? He's in the butler's room instead some Godfrey's room. Also, uh, uh,
2: Godfrey Godfrey is very
0: uh, very smashed during yes. this scene. They can't uh, find the pearls in there. And Cornelia's like, no, you have to check. Keep checking. And then her dad's like, I hope you find those pearls. They're not insured. Womp womp. But don't worry. Those yes. pearls come back at some point. To yes. give Cornelia an arc. <laughs> to get-
1: okay. I feel like I'm not really sure how to fit this in. But I feel like there's something that we need to talk about the mom. Because, <laughs> okay. like, you guys have to know what I'm talking about. So there's a point where she says, you know, my ancestors came on the on the oh. ship out of the Mayflower. <laughs> oh, no, he, I forgot
2: yeah, about this. Yeah, and
1: Godfrey goes, he goes, um, oh, my, my ancestors have just always been here. And she goes, you're not Indian, are you? Oh, uh. And it becomes a plot point with her throughout the entire movie, how she doesn't want Godfrey to be a Native American. It's so gross.
0: I had repressed that all, and I watched it, like, a couple nights ago.
2: (laughs) In a modern movie, the joke would be that she is being racist, right? And the joke would be on her. In this, though, it feels like it's, oh, it's funny, because he's clearly a good old white man. And it's just... Man, can we can we get a break from every movie? It feels like every movie we get a little a little something. Yeah.
1: My man Godfrey is canceled. That's my that's my take.
2: Every movie we've watched. No, you can't do that canceled. to my man. <laughs>
0: my man <laughs>
2: canceled. Oh no.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, by the way, when the pearls thing was happening, I was absolutely convinced that that was the third act. And I was very surprised a time and jump. slightly upset when the film <laughs> continued after
0: it. We had a time jump, though. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jump? It's just kind of like, okay, all right. Which, it. like,
1: can I just say, I'm sorry. I know that this is, like, really, like, okay. So there, she's this young woman. Irene is this young woman who goes on this trip after her broken engagement, which we didn't see because we don't see the character for the rest of the movie that she's engaged to. And she's gone for a few months. And to me, I don't know. I think, like, historical context would say that she went on a trip for another reason. Obviously, she didn't. But, like, all the gossip was, like, she left because she missed Godfrey. And she loves Godfrey. But, I don't know. Context would make it seem like something else. Just an overlooked little thing in the script, I think.
0: Well, you know me. I'm a very, uh, clueless guy that I totally missed that sometimes you don't know what you're <laughs> referring to now.
1: It really has nothing to do with anything else. I just thought it was interesting. A young woman goes on a trip and it's, like, gossip.
0: Well, don't worry, because do you know who wasn't on a trip with her?
1: Mommy and Godfrey. Mommy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she comes back and Godfrey is, like, in a much better mood. Because he had, so they kissed earlier, and then she followed him to his room, and he was like, "You need to like not talk to me. You need to not do anything. I'm not trying to get fired." You're
2: 16 years <laughs> younger than me.
1: Yes, and so she does her thing where she whines and cries, um, and he comes back and he's in a much better mood, and he kind of hints that he has feelings for her, but he's like, "Oh, but I'm too heartbroken." Um, And then he tells her that he's going to quit. And I don't know. There's stuff where he like puts her in the shower because Cornelia is going to blackmail him. And then is it Irene or Eileen? I've already forgotten.
2: It's Irene. Irene faints. And so he throws her in the shower because he can't tell if she's faking. And... She and then the mom walks in. It's like this is sus. You're fired. And he's yes. like, Nah, I quit. Also, by the
0: way, I saved your family from financial <laughs> ruin
1: for
2: no by for
0: no real off, reason.
1: But yeah,
0: <laughs> I was so happy I'd seen The Big Short because I understood exactly. What, that's what I say whenever I right here about shorting. I'm like, so glad I saw The Big Short so I know what this means.
2: <laughs> yeah. No. He uh. He he pawns off the pearls so that he can short. Some stock he shorts GameStop and uh he makes some money back for him. Hey, the for the some moon. reason,
0: have I told you guys there's a motel by my house that has on instead of the no vacancy mix and they put AMC to the moon on their like marquee? <laughs> and it's a motel. <laughs> mm.
1: Invest in wow. Doge. Is this our, our 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 Bitcoin episode?
2: Please, no. <laughs> A man.
1: <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so he he has the stocks and he just hands them over to the dad, and the dad like doesn't say anything for the rest of the movie. He just kind of like looks sad. Um he tells the mom that he loves her because she's kooky, and then he <laughs> tells Cornelia that he used the pearls, but he gives them back to her. And Cornelia, I don't remember, like, what he says that, like, makes her have a reaction. I don't remember. Um, He says something like. like, No, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: He's like, uh, he's saying what he learned from each of the family members. So, like, from the father, he learned patient. He was constantly amused at the mother. And then he's like, and from you, I learned how to be humble. Mm hmm. And she's like, ah, shucks, Godfrey, you're my man. I've been so mean to you.
1: Yes. And she offers to give him the pearls, and he's like, keep it. Um, he tells the dad that he did keep a little bit of the money that he made. Um, and then he says goodbye to the maid, who is also in love with him, but that's completely inconsequential the rest of the movie.
2: Um, we'll get back to the maid, but best aren't, character. Aren't
0: we all in love with Will and Let's be real.
1: Mm. I
0: don't know about that. I liked him more when he was a thin. Well, we can
1: talk about the maid now because I want to. I want to like. I want to talk about the ending, at the end. So yeah, we can talk about the maid.
2: We'll talk about maid in nominations. Okay. Okay.
1: Ooh! That's okay. A spoiler. <laughs> so he goes to his. He goes to the dump, which is now a club called the dump. The dump. Ah. Uh, and I don't know. That's not how poverty works. That's just not how it works.
0: <laughs> we don't replace landfills with, with bars. That's not how anything works. <laughs> Here's the deal:
2: the dump, the the um the forgotten men have been being pushed out of the dump because the dump is filling up. Fun fact about New York City infrastructure, the shoreline used to be a lot closer into the city, and it was actually built out by the city planner Robert Moses, who I read a very long book on and so want to insert that knowledge in somewhere. This is kind of like a prototypical version of what he would do, but what he ended up doing was making like freeways and a bunch of stuff. Uh, What they do is they make this club for all the forgotten men to work at, because these people... They just need a job. That's it. That's the solution to poverty. Pull yourself off by the bootstraps. Just get yourself a job.
0: Yeah. Especially exactly. if a rich man is willing to give it to you who pretended to be poor.
1: Cuz he didn't like being rich anymore. He was too sad. But he can always be- become rich again. No big deal. It's like
0: it's like girl. poverty
2: tourism. <laughs>
0: Isn't that what people accuse Nomadland of being? Sorry. Exactly! <laughs>
1: I mean, okay, I personally, because Nomadland is based on a. Hello, tr- can you hear? Her?
0: Yes, I can. <laughs>
1: um, because. Special appearance by Mary. Um, well, because Nomadland is based on a true story, I have less of an issue with that, right? Because, like.
0: Oh, I was just quoting the controversy. I don't actually agree with the controversy. No,
1: but I I do get the same vibe for sure.
2: And the difference here is that, and I think that's a valid criticism of Nomadland, but at least in Nomadland, um, the character is still like, she isn't wealthy. She was working class. And then she does have a support network that she doesn't take advantage of. But here, this is just a guy who got dumped and decided... Yo, I'm going to go be poor for a bit.
0: A dump. And then which Gotta is the why
2: <laughs> Yeah. Which is why the Indian feels so hollow. It's because this is not like this is the fantasy way of solving poverty. And especially like when you actually look at all the work that went into like rebuilding the economy. Like we were talking about last uh last week with like federal jobs programs and stuff. Jobs do help. I don't want to make it seem like that, but the answer is not going to be like benevolent rich people swooping in and building a nightclub (laughs)
0: should be no i'm kidding
1: (laughs) why not elon where are you at
0: (laughs) i don't disagree with anything fortunately it's just this was bad
1: (laughs) it's just so it's just so like tone deaf even if you don't know anything about the great depression or anything about the time period just watching it now is just like this is just so bad.
0: Yeah, I guess... Because the thing is, I, I think I'm a little more kind to all this. But I think it's because I watched this back when I didn't care about any of this stuff, you know? And since I'm rewatching it, I'm not really looking for, you know, a deeper social meaning in it. Like I did with, say, Lady for a Day. But talking about it, I'm like, yeah, this is kind of like Lady for a Day, but worse. um, Because it does really... Because if it didn't have that twist and it was, you know, just... Godfried doing this thing to get the money, and then building the dump, and yeah, it'd still be that thing where it's like, oh, all these people need a job is a job, but at least it wouldn't be like a rich guy who's like helping them out. You know what I mean? It would be yeah. this poor guy who's like, well, I'm gonna go spread the wealth that I just got. So, and
2: and I guess I guess a positive to this film is that it never treats any of um, the forgotten men as like as lesser than the rich characters. And in fact, in many ways it treats them better, but because the rich characters are there to be laughed at. Um, But I do think that it comes down to this thing where it's like, Godfrey is not dignified because he is a person who has self-worth despite economic circumstance. He's dignified because he's a secret rich dude.
0: Yeah.
1: I think it's just like, I don't know, like in context, it just seems so weird to me. So the movie is about making fun of rich people But, you know, poor people just need to stop being poor. But it's like when your audience for the movie leans more, especially during the Great Depression, when it leans more towards people who are, you know, less wealthy, it just feels really like, I mean, I guess it's meant to be like a fantasy or whatever, but it just feels really strange to me. It just doesn't feel like real, you know, it's just it's so off base.
2: Well, and to be fair, I let's say let's bring in a modern movie for this. I think the ending to in end the heights is a little fanciful in the sense that I'm not sure that not to spoil in the heights, I'm not sure that those characters would be able to do what they do at the end of it just with the economic realities of what, you know, has happened in Washington Heights. So maybe, like, at the time, though, just the idea of them getting out of poverty would have been enough for people to give this movie a pass.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think—I don't know. I get what you're saying, but I also think it's really hard to compare a movie with the politics of the 1930s to a movie with the politics of—I don't want to say progressive, but further left of today— uh, yeah, yeah. So, but I get what you're saying. Uh, I don't know. I'm feeling pretty done with this movie. Shall we just go into? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, unless you guys have more to say, I'm feeling pretty done with it.
1: I feel like you've said pretty much all we need to say. I think
0: I got my rant out of the way. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so this was nominated for six Oscars: director, actor for William Powell, actress for Carol Lombard. Supporting actor for Carlo, supporting actress for the mom Alice Brady, and the screenplay. I have a gut feeling we all agree. <laughs> Based on what we've been saying, yeah,
2: we're we're all going Carlo, yeah, right? Misha,
0: yeah. Misha, the monkey, my,
2: my man, Carlo,
0: <laughs> my, my, my my monkey. <laughs> uh, I I pick Powell. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously. I'm just, I for me, I just find it so interesting that like obviously like the great Zigfield, you know, won picture and all that, and it's like, why wasn't he nominated for that? That just seems bizarre.
0: See the lead of it. Yeah. Weird. I don't know. Maybe this one was more popular. Did he ever win anything? He never won an Oscar. No. <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: He was nominated for one other movie, but yep, never won. All
0: right, we got that out of the way. I, I, I we don't have anything discuss there. We've been saying the whole time that one pilot is the one part yeah. of this movie that is good. Um, so what would you add? Because <laughs> I gotta look at this. I gotta figure that one. I out have,
1: so. I, I figured mine out while I was watching it because I was like, I'm gonna like I'm just gonna be sitting here like racking my brain. Um, so for me, uh, best costume design. You know. It's... They're pretty dresses. I, there's one piece that the mom wears that's actually really nice. Um, Godfrey does nice suits. He has a nice little poor man aesthetic at the beginning of the movie. So, yeah, why not? Best costume.
0: Right. Yeah, <laughs> Can't sure. get with anything else. I'll go with... Um, I was thinking about it, too. Because, Caleb, I know you have stuff to talk about, so and ours are really quick. Uh, I'm worried this might be a thing I do often, uh, but maybe it hasn't been. I think it's... For me, it's art direction. I thought some of the sets were really nice. The hotel looked cool. The only thing I didn't really like was the dump. uh, But everything else was nice. Solid sets. I like the bar they go to. I think you can
2: count the opening credits Mm. in that as well. Um, I am going to pick... Oh, I need to pull up her name. It's Molly. Jean Dixon. Whoever played the maid. Jean Dixon. She gets Best Supporting Actress. Here's why. Is she in it that much? No. But did she make every scene she was in better? Yes, um she plays the maid, who's just this very jaded, very sassy person when the cops show up, she's having none of their nonsense um there's this she's in love with Godfrey, and there's this part where you think her and um Irene are gonna fight, but then they're just like, nah we're gonna be we're gonna be pals about it so like literally every scene with the maid, I got a little bit of redemption for the movie, so. And then I looked up the actress, and she never really did too much else besides this. Mm-hmm. So it's
0: a bummer. Um, yeah. All right, that's a solid pick. I thought it was I thought it was good. Uh, that's a she's good. Um, all right. I have bad news for you guys about our next film. <laughs> Very um, bad news. So first off, it's a tie. Fort- Ferris of
2: Celine too. No, no,
0: will closer than you think. We are watching the final Gregory LaCava film we'll <laughs> 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 Ooh, we will
1: cover. Can we call impressed. this arc like? Can we call this arc the LaCava Saga?
0: <laughs> sure, oh, that's good. I will say I'm interested in this one because I heard uh, Lucille Ball actually has a role in it. Um, it is called Stage Door. It had okay. four nominations, no wins. And this will be a two-part episode, so we have another film to talk about in this year too, but for now, I'm just mentioning Stage Door.
2: I'm excited because this has, uh, this has my girl, Catherine Hepburn in it. That's a pretty good it. cast. Um, but yeah, Gail Patrick shows back up, Ginger Rogers, um, some guy who I'm sure I've seen in something for this podcast, but I cannot remember.
0: Adolf Menjou um, Was Adolfo. in Morocco. Yeah. He's the... Okay, yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah, he was the rich dude. Yeah, yeah cool
0: but yeah i'm looking forward i actually i'm honestly looking forward to seeing lucille ball and something and that'll be cool i think that's it for our man my man my man <laughs> our man, oh, god. Our man. Our man. God. i'm danny oh god you can find me on letterboxd at Blankman's. i have another podcast called wives with ty and dan feel free to check it out i don't care
2: I am Caleb Bunn. You can find me at Caleb from the real world on Instagram and YouTube. And from there, you can find all my other podcasts, Hot Trash Unlimited, uh, All New 52, and Star Wars Therapy. Special thanks to our editor, Joe, who's also on All New 52 and Hot Trash with me. Um, Thank you, Joe.
1: Thanks, Joe.
0: Thanks, Joe.
1: Um, And I'm Sarah. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, SGK29. E-S-S-G-E-E-K-A-Y. Um, and I've also started streaming on Twitch, so you can find me uh, at just S G K E S S G E K A Y. You can also find us, our podcast, on Facebook, just the Snub Club, um, Insta- Instagram, Snub Club Pod, and or Snub Club Podcast, and then Twitter is Snub Club Pod.
0: All right. But that's Good. it. We will now see you next time with a movie called Stage Door. Gregory, we hate you. See you next time.
2: (laughs)
1: Bye.